that's when she can learn to trust herself. And that's when she can be fearful. I don't even want to glaze over that, but do it anyway. Because fears aren't going to go away anytime soon. Fear of the unknown, fear of trying something new, all of the fears that we all deal with, those are never going to go away. But how do we shove them aside and say, it's okay, I'm going to do this thing anyway in order to continue to build that confidence muscle? You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. What's the lesson? It's your girls, the dynamic duo, Jill and Mary. How are you? The hype squad in the house. Hype squad. Normally, we we do our podcast together. Today, we're separate. We're looking at each other by Zoom. That's not that unfamiliar for us because when we're together, we're together. But when we're not together, we're also together. That is true. I literally joke every time I leave her house that I'll talk to her in about four minutes. It's it's like one of those relationships. It's really grown over the years. Some would say like a weed. Like a weed. Totally. So uh, we've already spoken today a thousand times, but now we get to just capture it in a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Jill and Mary show, also known as What's the Lesson? What's the lesson here, Jill? <laughs> What's the lesson? The lesson is we spent a lot of time together, girlfriend. It sure is. It sure is. Which you spent a good amount of time with your kids today since it was a teacher oh. work day. Um, uh-huh. She called and told me she was at uh, what would be donned as her, like one of her worst nightmares. She got to spend time there. Where was that, Jill? Similar to a Dave and Buster's. It's called the main event. And just welcome to the main <laughs> event. <laughs> but it's one of those places that just absolutely robs you of your hard earned money. My kids blow through the amount that I set for them. And then I cave because I'm like, well, we're here. We got to stretch the amount of time that we have together. So $50 is gone and spent in a matter of five seconds. It's wild. And it's so big. I can't keep track of them. So then I have like anxiety because I don't know where they are, (laughs) you know, and then you're like, going through the worst case scenario of someone took them and what happens if that's the case. And I'm like, I could not wait to get out of that place, but it's a part of their childhood. It's creating core memories. I'm going to take one for the team. (laughs) 
Yeah, I am going to sit this one out because <laughs> I don't have kids. And every time you tell me stories like that, it makes me more and more thankful that I don't. And I get to play an integral role in kids' lives in a very different way. In a very, you get to skip all of the nonsense. So that's how I spent most of my day. And I'm glad to just have a like a moment of me time chatting with you while they're running amok outside. Are you saying because it also robs you of your peace and sanity? Is that <laughs> doesn't just rob you of your money. It robs you of other things too. Yeah. You know, okay. parents, parents who are tuning in, I know you feel me on that. I know you feel me on that. My day's been good. You know, just juggling. I've got the juggle happening. I wear my real. other hat, my fitness professional hat. And then I get home and I Put on the girls mentorship <laughs> CEO badge and get to work. And that's, that's right. That's how it's been from one to the other. And um, now we're here today talking about what we've talked about, obviously, since the inception of our business, but we've talked about it quite a bit in the last few weeks. We've had a workshop on it. We are going to be on national news talking about it. We post about it on Instagram. Confidence, confidence, confidence. It is not a Maybelline product. You were not born with it. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> no, and you're not born. born with it. None of us are born with confidence, which makes it fun to teach because when the light bulb goes off, whether it's in a girl's head or a parent's head on how they can support their girls in gaining more confidence. It's cool to allow girls to see that it's not something they were born with, because if they feel like they were born without it, then they feel like they're lacking something and that they aren't able to get it. And we like to flip that script on them because they are they are able to get it. And with the help of mentors, with the help of parents, with the help of coaches, teachers, we're coming at you live. We're actually you're going to hear this recorded. Just kidding. Not live at all. But we're going to give you um, a few tips on how you can support your daughters or the girls in your life in gaining confidence. Yes, that was exactly what I was going to say. This conversation is specifically geared towards adults, parents, caretakers, because I think that's one of the biggest questions that we get too: is how can I help my daughter grow in her confidence? So we've compiled a list of five tips that we want to share with you. We'll get into it. So that you can walk away practicing just one of these. This conversation should not make you feel overwhelmed or that you're not doing enough. We're here to tell you and remind you you're doing a great job and there's always room for refinement in making sure that your daughter is showing up as her brightest, best, most confident version of herself. Well, and just to preface this conversation, it might not come out that my daughter's not confident, right? That might not be the ask. You might not even realize that she's lacking confidence or lagging in confidence. How it might be phrased and what we've heard aside from that several times is, I want my daughter to have a strong sense of self. I want my daughter to learn to trust herself more. I want my daughter to not be so fearful. And honestly, confidence is at the root of all of those things. Because when you can build confidence, then you're building confidence in who you are, 
who you are for yourself, who you are for other people, who you are in social, social, whoa, whoa. social <laughs> situations. There we go. You say that 10 times fast. I can't even roll it off the tongue once. No, um, you know I'd mess that up. <laughs> I do know that. That's when she can learn to trust herself. And that's when she can be fearful. I don't even want to glaze over that, but do it anyway. Because fears aren't going to go away anytime soon. Fear of the unknown, fear of trying something new, all of the fears that we all deal with, those are never going to go away. But how do we shove them aside and say, it's okay, I'm going to do this thing anyway in order to continue to build that confidence muscle? Amen. I love that you called out that it doesn't have to be exactly, hey, my daughter is in need of confidence. It could be angled a ton of different ways. And we had a really cool conversation with a mom earlier today saying that her daughter is so confident and she wants to continuously refine her character, her skill set, almost like it's a maintenance check. We said like when we come in and speak to girls for the oil change in your car, maybe your car's not broken, but every single X amount of miles, you need an oil change to keep that baby running. So our hope today is that you get to walk away taking one thing that you can try on with your daughter and see how her confidence builds as you help her practice growing in her confidence. So let's get into it, shall we? This first tip, the first tip, the first tip, the first tip is empower her to try new things, comma, fail often, and clean up her physical and emotional messes. So they're in taking personal responsibility for the messes that she made. So that first one, empower her to try new things. We all know what the comfort zone is. That feels real good being in our comfort zone. It's like a warm blanket. It's like we know what's going on. We know what to expect. It's kind of like watching the same movie several times in your lifetime, right? You put it on in the background because you don't have to pay attention to it. You know what's going to happen, but you still love to watch it as opposed to picking like the new thriller, the new scary movie that came out because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to make you feel. You have to put her in situations where she doesn't know what's going to happen and she doesn't know how she's going to feel because she needs to learn how to people, not only for herself, but for other people as well. And I just want to call out parents, we get lax sometimes. We listen, which isn't a bad thing. So I want to make that really clear. But if you know it's good for her to try blank, whatever that thing is, and she comes back at you with the eye roll, I don't want to do this. This doesn't sound like something I want to partake in because of insert her reasons. There's a moment where you need to exercise your judgment and help pursue her in saying yes, because a lot of times we're allowing our kids to tell us what's good for them and we're the adults. So that's where you need to insert your experience, your expertise, and it's also okay that it might ruffle some feathers. You're not always going to be your daughter's friend, but if you're looking at that experience or whatever it is that you're trying to help her pursue, it's going to help her in the long run get out of her comfort zone, exactly what Mary was just talking about. But I think sometimes the the waters get a little muddied there. 
And the lesson on that from Jill's perspective is she has two boys who would rather stay home and watch Spider-Man for the 800th time as opposed to Mm -hmm. going to jujitsu, which isn't just about learning how to fight, right? It's learning mastery and discipline and respect, all of these incredible things that they will use outside of that jujitsu class, but they don't often want to go to jujitsu class. Like I said, they'd rather stay home and do something that they know they want to do Mm -hmm. as opposed to something that their mom signed them up to do. But she on the back end understands how important it is to learn those skills, even if it's not something they want to do in the moment. Yep. Because guess what? We're not always going to want to do certain things. So showing up and doing it anyway, it's a lesson within itself. You're absolutely right. And within those new things, she's going to fail. There's no if, it's a when. She's going Mm -hmm. to fail if she tries new things. None of us were inherently good at something we tried for the first time. And that's where you get to come in and support her. But she also has to learn how to pick herself up by her bootstraps because she is going to fail again and again and again and again. And you're not going to be there for the majority of her failures. You're going to be a bystander. You're going to be the person she calls to tell about it. But she's only going to live with you for X amount of years. And she's going to have to learn what failure looks like at some point. So it's better to do it in a safe controlled environment with people who love and support her than it is to learn it when she's, you know, my age, 34, Jill's age, 36. This isn't, I'm not saying don't help her at all, but allow her to fail. A lot of the times parents look at their kids and say, (laughs) oh, we don't want that to happen. So we're going to avoid that situation entirely. So she doesn't get the experience to do it. Yeah. And on the flip side, it's talk about it often. Like talk about that. It's okay to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and put your expectations around whatever your desired outcome of that situation would be, should be, put it to the side and then talk to her about what a mistake is and why failure is important. I don't think we talk about it enough because we want our kids to be perfect. We don't want them to act out or make mistakes because we want them to be the best. And sometimes our expectations of our kiddos actually hinders them versus having that open dialogue of failure. And talk about your own failures with your kiddo. We need more of that because we're building perfect people. We don't want to build perfect people. We are imperfect. But it comes to a point where we grow up and we're like, oh, my gosh, why do I act this way? Well, we've never been in these conversations. We need to have more of them. It's repetition. It's building a muscle. The more that we can talk about it, the easier it will be. When I read something earlier, it said the near obsessive focus of raising children to be near perfect or not make mistakes has had detrimental impacts emotionally. Children are being raised to be achievement machines. And at 30, they wake up and don't know who they are, what they feel, or how to love. And that hits so Mm. close to home because we expect, you said that word, expectation, expectation, expectation. And it's like, cool, the expectations are great. We're not saying don't have those. You don't send your kid off to school and you're like, Fs are great, get them. But maybe... (laughs) 
maybe if your kid is trying as hard as they possibly can and the F is the outcome, we can't berate them because we see the effort. There's a word that we want to point out. Mm. We see the character that they're putting into their studies. We see the prioritization that's going into it. Those are the character qualities. And we'll, we'll point this out in one of our other tips, but instead of focusing so much on your expectations, it's like, who are you raising? Not what are you raising them to do? Mm. Which leads to the last part of this. They then get to clean up their messes, right? So if they try something new and they fail, they get to pick themselves up and clean it up so they understand how to also handle a situation like that in the future. One of our favorite things that we like to say in teaching your kids personal responsibility is what's my piece in this? So what's my piece? Not P-E-A-C-E. What's my piece? Like piece of the pie. P-I-E-C-E. Yeah. What's my piece in this? So as opposed to, you know, you being the mom or the dad the, the caretaker, allow your kiddo to start to see what they did was their actions, the problem, which then results in consequences, or maybe it was their inactions or whatever that may be, but allow them to reflect. They need to reflect on the situation so that they can say, okay, that was my bad. I actually have a piece in this. And then what do you do from there? Do you then go and make an apology? Do you learn from it so that you can learn not to do it next time? There's such a cool dynamic and conversation that can come from owning your peace. And parents, this is for you too. If you're in conflict with your daughter, you also have a piece in it too. So show her what it looks like by modeling it yourself. Hey, I'm owning my piece in this. I overreacted. It came off as me yelling, and I'm really sorry about that. What's your piece in this? So it can really be this beautiful dynamic between the two of you if you show her what it looks like first. And that really brings us to tip number two, which is taking her ideas and concerns seriously while also asking for her opinion. The problem that I see most often with the work we do is that we don't think kids are capable of experiencing things seriously. We don't think kids are capable of having opinions or from birth to 18, we act like they are not humans. And then at 18, we ship them off and say, you don't have to ask to go to the bathroom anymore. And you have to pay your rent and figure out how to life and emotion and feel and do all of these things. But if we can recall, if we can take 20 to 30 years off of our current age and put ourselves back in the shoes of our 13, 14, 15, 16 year old selves, the things we were going through, we were going through them for the first time. And they were really, really, really big deals. Mm. And We brush that off so easily as adults because we see the fact that we pay car insurance and a mortgage as a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. So whatever's going on in your child's life is like, you'll be fine. Dust yourself off, pick yourself up, no big deal. And if you continue to tell them that it's not a big deal, two things are going to happen. They're no longer going to come to you when they have big feelings and they're going to start pacifying their feelings into adulthood, which is going to present itself with 
a thousand other possible problems. Mm, Yes. I think about how we speak to our daughters when I think like the visual that popped into my head is when girls cry and what, what do we say when they are upset? And it's like, oh, you know, big girls don't cry. Yeah. Like it's no big deal. Why is this such a big deal? You're so emotional. You're hormonal. You're, there's always a reason. Right. When, how do we just allow her to be in her feelings? Because we need to teach her that she needs to feel, she needs to sit with it and she needs to move through it. But I love what you said, Mara, eventually she's going to learn how to stuff Mm-hmm. shove it down, move around it. And then eventually it's going to rear its ugly head, whether it's in a couple of weeks, a couple of years, a, in, couple, a couple of, of decades. decades. Yeah. And if we can just, again, why does she need to be a certain way in front of you? Remove your expectations and listen to her from a place of nothing. Come with nothing listen from a place of nothing, speak from a place of nothing. And I promise you that builds the rapport that you've always wanted. You want to have that really special relationship with her, but we need to take her ideas seriously as well as her opinions. Amen. 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 Number three, we'll just briefly touch on since we kind of expanded on it in one and it's focus on her character and her values. So just as a refresher, Yes, you want to focus on the outcome, i.e. her grades, but what are the characteristics, the character traits that are popping through on the way to that achievement? Those are the things that you really want to point out because those are the things that are going to stick with her far beyond the achievement, whatever the achievement is. It's also going to help her establish her own values, what's important to her, her North Star, You all have values. Jill and I have values. It's the things that we don't compromise. I value sleep, so I'm not going to say yes to something, an invitation that's at a 10.30 p.m. party, unless it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity where I say yes. We're going to sacrifice our sleep. (laughs) I'm going to sacrifice and I know it. But generally speaking, that's a no for me because of what I value. So calling those character traits out in her is going to help her establish what's important to her in the long run. We like to say that how is she developing what's on the inside equally as what she's focused on on her outsides. We spend all of this time and money and energy on our makeup and our hair. And my God, TikTok can teach you any tutorial. It's insane. (laughs) But if we're spending that amount of time on our outward appearance, we also need to spend that equal amount of time on our inner appearance. And that alone can be a massive, like, whoa, light bulb moment. And that's where you get to then explore, okay, well, how do I do that for her? What does that look like? Well, and it looks like number four. So thanks for asking. Teed it right <laughs> Teed up. Teed you right up, girl. Be a good role model. Give her something good to look up to. And that doesn't just fall on you. That falls on who you surround yourself with, what the community you're involved in looks like. You don't have to wear parenting as a badge of honor. Like it's just you doing it. This is where people like Jill and I love to come in and support. 
We edify everything you're saying at home. We just get to say it in a different way that resonates with your daughter or the girl in your life where she is in that moment in time, right? Because if you remember when you were a teenager, how many eye rolls did you dole out to your parents on a daily basis? I'm going to say over under 50. Uh I'll bet on that for sure. And why I'm calling this out is because this is where you get to enroll other people in the journey of parenting that have your kids' best interests at heart as well. You don't have to be Superman. You don't have to be Superwoman. You're human and you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're like, I can't believe I did that. Like I showed up and was such an a-hole or that wasn't the best example I could have set. I know that because I hear Jill say it frequently. Um, (laughs) But I just I want you to really take that one on and say, where can I plug and play other people's qualities and characteristics that my kids can see and look up to? I have nothing to add. I think that is they call me Mike Drop Mary. Just Mike like. Drop Mary. <laughs> Nobody's well, ever called me that. <laughs> yeah, someone once told us that about you. <laughs> just kidding. It was just us, but we're going to say was that. Chill. It was me. I, as a parent, I think what I am constantly thinking about is who can also be a stand up person? Who's a stand up leader that I want my kids to look up to? And that can be coaches, that could be teachers, that could be your piano teacher. So just know that it's so important to invest in. It is an investment. It's an investment to put people in front of your children that are going to mold who they are. And at the end of the day, that investment upfront is going to pay dividends in their lifetime. So do it now, do it often. I don't know that and do it it. that period done. I want to point out the word that you used was investment and what the often used word in that scenario is without people realizing it. And it's cost. People like to think of things in terms of how much money it will quote unquote cost Cost. them when realistically it is an investment in your child's future. So the cost of not investing comes later when they're dealing with the problems and then it costs them time, money, and energy in therapy. Yes, technically, does it cost you money? It sure does. Money is coming out of your pocket to fund these investments, but the real cost is to the emotional, mental side of things later on in their life when they have been asked to be achievement machines and then they wake up in their 30s and have no idea who they actually are. That's the real cost. So I just wanted to go off on a little tangent before hitting point number five. But I think that was the perfect tangent to go off because we hear it all the time. We hear it all the time. Do you guys do anything for free? And yes, we do. We're talking on it. You're right. (laughs) We do. We put a lot of time and energy into social media, into this podcast, into free resources to help people that maybe can't afford something different. We also have very low barrier of entry programs on a monthly basis. But realistically, whether it's us or something else, it's going to be an investment. Exactly. Yep. Which leads us to the fifth and final tip. It has my one of my favorite words in it. Teach her to be her own cheerleader. 
Don't ask Jill to drop and do a cheer right now. <laughs> Five, six, will. seven, eight. Cheerleader. How do we teach our girls to be their own cheerleader? This one is so important, especially through the adolescent years, because girls are seeking validation from other people. There's like an invisible audience at all times that she thinks is constantly looking at her. And if we can teach her that it doesn't matter what other people think of her, it matters how she views herself. And that comes with practice. That comes with conversations. That is going to help her tremendously in her life, especially in developing her confidence. We don't talk about it enough. We want other people's opinions. And that kind of then guides us through life when it's like, well, wait a second. What do I actually think about this? How do I view myself? Do I actually love who I am? So as opposed to it being about other people, it needs to be about I. How do we make it about her? And we need to have more conversations about that versus how other people then tell us who we are and how we are to show up in this world. Well, and two things to go off of that. I think when we come from a place of I, a lot of people see it as selfish. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of or people- Or cockiness. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people already see teenagers as selfish and cocky. Mm -hmm. And I want to reframe that as well, because can they be cocky? Yes. We all know right. a cocky teenager who spikes the football and, you know, when he, after a touchdown, <laughs> he, got it, got it, got it. They are not selfish. They are self-seeking. The line between the two of those things can be very blurred. Mm. And self-seeking is just meaning that they are looking for who they are. They're seeking their identity. They're seeking their identity through pushing back against authority and asking for other people's opinions and trying new things and back talking, like all of those things. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just giving you a name to what the actual behavior is because I mean, moods were all over the place as teens, right? Our hormone levels were up. They were elevated. That is what goes on in the body as our body is growing and our brain is growing. And, you know, we're attracted to the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever it is. Like, yes, there's a lot going on in that little body that we have to account for. And it's not selfish. The second thing that I want to point out is that it's not bad to seek external validation if internal validation comes first. Because Jane and I are in our 30s. Yes. And I mean, we just did a huge talk outside of our comfort zone and we were confident in ourselves, in our ability to deliver. But when the crowd went wild, that was the external validation that we needed in order to know that we could do it again. Mm -hmm. I love that you call that out because that also builds confidence. If your insides match your outsides versus the opposite where your outsides don't match your insides. That's where you get into a lot of trouble. That's where comparison sets in the whole, I'm not enough, I'm not enoughness or the limiting beliefs, self-doubt, you, I mean, fill in the blank. So I love that you call that out. And one other thing that I want to say around, hey, no one else's opinion matters. Yes, you need to like have like almost like an advisory board. Who are the five people that you know will give you their opinion, but it's going to be from a place of love, not from a place of, I want to knock you down to take you out so that I can step all over you and move in front of you. Those aren't your people, but it might be a teacher. It might be a mentor. It might be your grandma. It might be your mom, but 
you also need to have a sounding board, an advisory board when you do, when you aren't feeling like you are enough, but you need that validation for someone to come in and and give you a boost. I love that. Your advisory board. <laughs> I call them my counsel. rider. My right my counsel. My rider die is like yeah. the people who are going to tell you straight up. They're not going to mince their words, but they are going to do it, like Jill said, from a place of love. So with that said, we could talk for hours about this subject. Those five tips, one, two, three, four, five. We want you to take one of them, your jot. We Just are loving thing. this acronym lately because it simplifies the process. What is your jot? Your just one thing. So don't try to implement all five right away. What's one thing that you know you can take away today and implement and make a difference in your daughter's life right now? That is what we want to know. That is what we want to hear from you. As always, we would love it if you'd share this episode with somebody who could absolutely use the energy boost share it on your social media, send it to a friend, or just drop into our dims and let us know how it impacted you. And until next time, find the lesson in absolutely everything that you're doing, because until you can do that, life is going to keep happening to you. It is not going to be happening for you. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.